As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sapinski. I am a one of the leaders here at Glorious Bible Church with my husband, Anthony. We're the youth pastors here. Hey, if you're watching, babe, hello. I love you. And um, we are under the direct leadership of Pastor Kenny and Pastor Lori Powers. And so before we begin today into our power thought, right, let's go ahead and end it with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you how you move in our midst, Father God. We thank you how you talk to us, how you encourage us and inspire us and motivate us to keep on going even though sometimes it gets hard and sometimes the enemy tries to come and tries to lie and manipulate and deceive us. Father God, that, that you encourage us, the Holy Spirit, that you just work in our lives and you prove yourself to us time and time again. And so we thank you for that encouragement. We thank you for that inspiration from you. So we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, today we're going to be talking about, um, I may have to switch back and forth on my computer screen, but um, we're going to be talking about going deeper in his presence. And I've talked about this before, um, but I thought that it was pretty good. You know, I thought it was uh, maybe that, you know, sometimes, sometimes, I don't know about you, but um, every once in a while, because I'm a note taker, I love taking notes. And I love, like I have, like if you know me, you know I'm about notebooks, pens, anything like that writes nice, I'll, you know, like I love it. And so, and recently, it's funny because recently I, um, on my iPad, my husband got me for, I believe, Christmas. Um, so I found out like you can download like a note, you know, and it's basically like an infinite journal and it's fantastic. And you can, and you have, and I have my little Apple pencil and it's just fantastic and I love it. But the great thing is about taking notes that you can go back and relearn, you know, relearn something, you know, because you, you don't always remember everything that everyone says and every teaching that you've ever been taught, right? So it's always good to go back and, and even with our power thoughts, go back and listen. I know I've went back um, before and listened to Pastor and Pastor Lori and Cindy and Candace and some of our other leaders that have um, done our power thoughts. You know, it's always good to go back and, and, and just relearn some stuff, you know, because you're in different seasons of your life. Sometimes you need, you know, you need to hear something that you didn't think about before, right? 
So we're going to be talking about going deeper into his presence. This may be a couple different parts. It may, I may get through with it in one sitting, so we don't know, though. <laughs> but um, so the first thing, if you're trying to go deeper into God's presence, number one, any worship leader can tell you, any pastor, any, you know, any seasoned um, believer, number one, you're going to have to sacrifice, right? I'm not talking about just going into his presence. I'm talking about going deeper into his presence, right? You're going to have to sacrifice. There are going to be certain things that you have to move to the side, certain things that you're going to be like, you know what? This can wait. It doesn't matter right now. You know, you have to put your priorities first, right? So, in Mark 10, 29, and 30, and I actually want to read just a little bit before that. I might want to start, I think I, I kind of want to start at um, verse 28, and this is KJV. Um, so it says, Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive an a hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution, with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. You know, so he, right there, he was kind of he was talking, and Jesus was talking to the disciples about how hard it is for even a rich man to enter into heaven. That was the, you know, like the pre-context of what he was talking about. You know, it's harder. He he mentioned like it's harder, you know, to I actually can read it because I have it literally right here. Um, he said, children, before that, in verse 24, he says, children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? It's easier for a camel to enter through the eye of a needle, which is impossible, <laughs> right? Because the camel's huge, unless, you know. Um, but, and then he says, then for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And, you know, it, it's, it, and then he even ends it, he says, with men, it is impossible. But with God... But not with God, he said. For with God, all things are possible. And so, you know, in our in our in our minds, camel through a needle, impossible, like I just said. But you know what? With God, anything is possible. That's why we have to die to ourselves, right? Daily, daily, every morning when I wake up. I'm just talking to Jeff because about this time about this time of the day, I start getting exhausted. Like I hit a wall. <laughs> I'm just like ready for a nap. And as I'm not physically, like I can do things. I'm not mentally, you know, like tired or anything. I'm just like, I could use a nap right now, right? And it's because I've been up since like two in the morning, right? Or hmm, a little bit, probably about three. And, but I have to work at 4.30. So that means that I need to, I have to make sure, and I have for me, myself, so I, and this is even a challenge just for number one. Maybe this is like a big series, but I don't know. But just maybe for a challenge for you, if this is something that you're wanting to do and you're like, you know what, my Christian walk, I really, maybe this is something that you have not mastered, right? You haven't made that priority. You haven't, you know, put certain things off or set certain things to the side, right? Maybe that's you. Maybe that's, you're having a struggle with that. Well, let me tell you something that helped me. When I would get up in the morning, I put alarms on my, um, on my phone. And there are several different alarms. It's not just one alarm that says alarm. The first one says, and I can actually read them for you guys, because I think that might be more beneficial. So the first one says, get ready, bathroom closed teeth. Basically mean, you know, go to the bathroom, <laughs> do everything that I need to do to get ready for work, right? And then the second one says, um, I give myself 10 minutes, 
and this may be too detailed for you guys, but I'm just letting y'all know now. <laughs> but it says, um, start tea or coffee, whichever I prefer. I've been on a tea kick, and so I'll have, like, I was talking to Pastor Lloyd earlier, I'll put some half and half and some little flavor in there, and then some tea with some hot water. And it's just, ooh, every morning is fantastic. And I've been on a tea kick, and I just love it. And I didn't even drink coffee for, like, I haven't even drank coffee today. You know, so maybe my body was withdrawing or something. I don't know. But it's been lovely. I love it. I love waking up and being able to drink my tea. And so, and the next is I have my timer, to, well, my alarm, sorry, that's, I have my alarm that says dwell in God's presence because that lets me know, hey, you need to start your devotions. It's not, and even if, even if I'm like, you know, maybe I'm behind, that still lets me know, hey, this is the next step of your morning. This is, this is detrimental, right? And then after that, my next alarm will say, um, it says, Water, <laughs> it says water, basically it says breakfast, but I like water, bagel and egg, and avocado toast. <laughs> but, it, you know, it basically just says breakfast. And some, some days I don't need breakfast. If we have a late dinner, I'm still full from the night before because when you wake up early, then like your stomach still has just not settled all that food, right? So, but for me, so for me personally, that's what works for me. That's what, um, that's what helped me. And, you know, as you start dwelling in God's presence and you start going deeper, he's going to give you things that you can change in your life to where he's going to be able to pull you to the side, right? We all struggle with different areas where nobody is the same. You know, we may walk through similar situations, right, which is why, you know, we, we try to give you guys a relatable story and a relatable experience when we're trying to um, preach or teach them word, right? And that's exactly why Jesus used all of the parables in the Bible because he, he, it was so, he knew it was so important to be relatable, right? But so number one, I, want, I really want to challenge you guys to, you know, if this is an area that you struggle with, it's sacrifice. Just start praying to God, God, what, do, what is it that I need to change in my life that I need to sacrifice? You know, it was funny because um, Miss Abigail Powers, I love her so much, she, um, she led worship for us last night for our youth because I had heard that she was going to start training more for our main worship team. And I said, you know, this is great training ground. Let's get you up here. She's like, yeah. And so she did it last night. And last night we played this song, Make Room. And man, it's such a beautiful song. I love this song so much because it, you're, in that moment, you're telling God exactly what you're going to do. You know, I will make room for you. And it's just, it's a beautiful it's just a beautiful surrender. It's a beautiful statement, you know, to, to God, to tell him, you know, it doesn't matter anything else in my life. It does not matter. What matters is my relationship with you. What matters is that, you know, I, I, that I please you, you know, please the Father, you know. And so it, it just being in his presence and dwelling in his presence and that song is just so beautiful, right? And so you start thinking about everything. Start thinking about all the weights. I want to challenge you guys. Start thinking about all the weights, um, all the burdens, all the things that maybe fill up your week and start asking God, God, like, what do I need to change? You know, like I know um, as a youth pastor that also works at Starbucks, I know that recently I was thinking, man, my weeks are so busy. It's just ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. And I, and I take online courses from school, like from uh, online college, from through my work. And so, like, it gets really 
busy. And so last week when I was battling, like it was crazy, like trying to keep up with my house and then also like battling, like it was, it was absolutely crazy. And God just really got a hold of me. I said, God, I can't, you know, like I can't keep making the excuse that I'm busy. You know, I can't keep making the excuse that, oh, I'm too busy to study my Bible. You know, I have, I have time to, to do my devotions, but am I too busy to study it? So he took me through a plan, through a schedule, and that's what he did for me. And maybe you don't have that problem, but maybe you have problem in other areas, you know, where maybe you need to sacrifice some TV. Maybe you need to sacrifice some plans with some friends, right? I'm not saying that don't, like, just completely exclude yourself from everyone else. What I'm saying is that too much of something, of one thing, can be a bad thing right? And so you want to be able to still at the end of the day have friends, but also at the end of the day be able to dwell in his presence and go deeper with him, right? So number two is live a life that's set apart, right? And so in 2 Corinthians 7:1, it says, you may not be able to do things like everyone else, Beloved ones, with promises like these, and because our deepest respect and worship of God, we must remove everything from our lives that contaminates the body and spirit and continues to complete, and de- to complete the development of holiness within us. You know, we have to, just like I was saying, we have to make room. We have to be able to live a life that's set apart to live a life that's so, that, that's so spirit aware, that's so Holy Spirit aware that when you walk into a room like, and you see someone that's down in the dumps, you know, you don't, you're not only thinking about yourself and, oh, like, I hope they're not upset with me. You're thinking about, hey, like, is there something going on with them? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say to them? Holy Spirit, what, is there something that you want me to pray for them today? Do I need to be fasting for this person, Right? Honestly, you know, I know that one of my girls that I, um, that I talk to, not like in my life group, but that I talk to on a regular basis called me the other day and I told her, I said, you know, I said, I said, if this is something and I, I'm not going to say who it is or what it was going through, but I said, if this is something that, um, you want, I said that you, or I was telling him, you know, like you need to pray about this situation. It was a big situation and it was, um, it was like really kind of scaring them. And I said, look, if you want me to fast with you, I will fast with you. Because at that point, I was like, this, this person is like my, you know, like I think of them as a sister. You know, I was like, if you want me to fast with you and pray with you, I will do that for you right now. And I was telling them, I'm just ministering to them. You need people in your corner. And I know that your life group leader will do the exact same for you. And so we need to live a life that's so set apart that we can minister on the spot. I know the pastor's talked about it before, and recently I know that he said, he was talking about how he was praying for people, and somebody came up to the church, and he prayed for them, and he felt the anointing. Like, he felt the anointing leave, like, like, like transfer, you know, to where they were healed in that moment. And so we need to be so spirit aware and so set apart, you know, from the world, I'm not saying set apart from your friends and family. I'm not saying set apart to where you're just no earthly good, right? I'm saying so set apart from the ways of the world that when you walk into a situation, the Holy Spirit can just lead and guide you with a simple whisper. It don't need to be loud. It doesn't need to be, you know, you don't need to be screaming at you and trying to chase you down, you know, like we all love the song Reckless Love, but that's really for new believers, right? Like God should not have to be chasing us seasoned believers anymore. We should be chasing after him, right? And so 
And I want to really encourage you guys as well with this second point, you know, live a life that's set apart. Live a life that, you know, and don't, when I say that as well, don't be, don't live a life that's compared to everyone else. Oh, well, so-and-so doesn't do this and -and so-and-so doesn't do that. Don't compare your life and your religious, I would say religious life, right? Spiritual life. Don't compare your spiritual life to somebody else's spiritual life, right? So I will say this. I watched, and I'm not going to say who, but I mean, if you're on Facebook, you already know. So, but I mean, I'll say there are some leaders that are just very consistent with posting scriptures every single day, post their devotions every single day. And I tell you what, kudos to you, Okay kudos, because I, I personally have tried that. I can't keep the consistency to do that, okay? Like, I forget, and I'm just like, oh, that was such a good word, Lord. I forget, and maybe I've set an alarm that does that, but you know, for me, like, for me personally, I can't measure my spirituality and my relationship with God by being like, oh, well, I didn't post today, you know, like, trying to do, you know, post my devotions and that. I didn't post today, and so-and-so's posting their scriptures every day, you know what I mean? That's something that they have done, and they've made a consistency and a commitment in their life that has to do with them and God, right, and and their ministry to people, right? That's something that God has talked to them and put on their heart. You know, if I try and, and achieve that or attain that level of spiritualness, like that's not between me and God. That's between me and that person trying to attain their level, right? That, that's, that has nothing to do with my relationship with God. That has to do with me comparing myself, right? And so what I'm saying is that you don't look at everybody else's spiritual, you know, walk with God, right? And compare and be like, oh, well, so-and-so is on their knees on the altar, you know? Like, they, they just really get into worship. I wish I got into worship. You know what? It all starts with God. It literally all starts with God. It starts in his presence. If you want to go deeper into his presence, people are on the floor. You know, I have been in worship services where I've just been like, just like I'm there, and me and God are talking, but I'm not falling on my face, but me and him are having a moment. I've had my hands raised where I could feel, you know, I felt an angel just grab my hand and just hold my hand, you know, like where I could feel the power. I could feel the Holy Spirit dwelling when we're in worship or when pastor is preaching, like something hit me so hard and I just started crying and nobody else saw it because I'm not, I don't like to cry in public, but I kept it in, you know, but you know what? If I compared all of my, you know, all of my, my moments, you know, where other people may be hallelujah, you know, or, or may, they may be um, maybe more, I don't want to say like, they may be more out there, theatrical, or, you know, like where people can see it. That doesn't mean, you know, we shouldn't compare ourselves. We have to, for us to live a life that's set apart, it starts, it starts at home. It starts in the secret. It doesn't start in the out in the open. It starts in the secret because that's exactly where God is going to be. In the, I mean, in, the, in your worst moment, in your hardest times of your life, he's going to be there in the middle of it all when there's nobody around you. That's where you're going to find him. And if you don't live a life that's set apart, that's actively seeking him and his presence and his glory and wanting to go deeper with him, then when you come up to those times in your life where it gets hard and you have storms and you have situations and difficult decisions to make, those are going to be so much harder to do when you're because you're not being consistent in his presence. You haven't started in, in the secret, right? 
And so we have to remember, live a life that's set apart. Don't, and without, without comparison, live a life that's set apart without comparison to other people. The only person I want to compare my life to and my spiritual walk with is Jesus. He, he says, I am, the, you know, if I'm in you and you are in me, you know, and, and he was just so much in the Father. He says, I only do what the Father tells me to do. I only say what the Father tells me to say. And that's what I should be comparing my walk to, right? And I should be so, so enthralled with my walk with God that not one word of my opinion or not one word of, you know, of the flesh comes out of me, but it's just God. It's completely God moving and flowing through me and being, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, living flesh, you know, you know what I mean? Like it literally is. If he lives in me, then I'm here, you know, in the flesh, right? And so number three is be God-minded. So in James 4 and 5, 4 verse 5, it says, does the scripture mean nothing to you that says the spirit that God breathed into our hearts is a jealous lover who intensely desires to have more and more of us? We have to remember that when we're, when you're wanting to go deeper with God, he's jealous of you. He doesn't want you to, to be off with your TV shows or, you know what I mean, to be reading whatever, whatever um, book you're reading if it's not the Bible, right? If, like, if it's not spending time with him. Like, he is a jealous God. And so we think here, you know, that we can just do whatever we want and then have, live two separate lives, live, my, live in my physical, my natural life, and then live my spiritual life and keep those in two separate things in two separate containers, but that's not what God meant for us to do at all. He wants everything. He doesn't want just the spiritualness, and then you close the container. Okay, time to turn on the TV, right? He wants it in it all. He wants every part of you. He doesn't just, you know, want you on Sunday, and then Sunday night, you know, you're out in the bar or something. I don't know. You're partying it up, whatever, you know. He doesn't want that for you, his plan is to see you prosper. And for you to prosper, you have to be God-minded at all times. You have to understand that, that renewing your mind is detrimental to your success. Renewing your mind, I'm telling you, people are going through things. You know, maybe you're oppressed out there. Maybe you're depressed. <laughs> maybe you're going through financial situations. Maybe you have anxiety and you have fear and you have situations that's causing all of this to stir and rise up within you. Let me tell you something. When you start renewing your mind on a daily basis, that, that also is that's going to help you get deeper into your walk with God. You're not going to be able to just to, to think the same thoughts that you thought that you once thought anymore. Does that make sense? Like, like you're going to, thoughts will come up and the enemy will try to lie to you. tell you ain't got the money to be doing this. You know, you, you don't have the friends that you really need to have. You know, like you, you need to have friends. <laughs> He's trying to tell you you have nobody in your corner. You have nobody that loves you. There's nobody there for you. He'll try to lie and he'll try to manipulate and twist your way of thinking to where you believe all of his lies. And that is not what, that's not being God-minded. Because God does not say any of that. He says, I am with you always, even to the end of this age. He, he says, I am with you always. So we never once should ever think that we're lonely. We never once should think that we don't have anybody there for us because the Holy Spirit is the best comforter, the best encourager, the best motivator, the best inspirational person I have ever, ever talked to. And I talk to him every day. 
I talk to him, and even if, even if I don't just sit down, you know, and, and do in my designated, like, devotion place, I'm talking to him throughout the day, right? I'm talking to, to him on the way to work and be like, you know, I've been dealing with this situation. What do you think about it? Or I'll talk to him, you know, Lord, what do you think about this situation? Or, you know, like, how was your night? Like, <laughs> I know that you must be busy, you know? <laughs> and we have to understand that the Holy Spirit wants to have a relationship right? It's not just us talk, 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 but he gets to impart into our lives. He gets to, I mean, inter, Jesus is interceding on our behalf, and if we're not, we're just over here just talking away. We don't ever take a stop and listen, right? So we have to understand that God is a jealous God. He wants your time. He wants your devotion. He wants your commitment, Right? So to go deeper with God, you gotta be aware that you gotta be aware of that. You know, He's our husband. Jesus is our husband. He, we are the bride. You know, we're the bride. He's a groom. Come on. And so we have to understand that Jesus is coming back for us, and we gotta be ready for Him. He is not gonna sit by and be like, okay, I'm, I'm, he, yeah, He's gonna come. He's gonna come on His white horse and be like, okay, I understand you're not ready yet. Let me give you 15 more minutes, like our, like our husbands on earth do. Women, can I get a snap, snap? We all know. We all know. My husband says, hey, we need to leave at 6 o'clock. I'm like, okay, go get in the car. I'll be there. <laughs> that's, that's my go-to. I've always said that. Go get in the car. I'll be there. I will. I'll be there, and I'll be there. Last night, I was like, give me five minutes, three minutes, and I was making some dinner. And it was the fastest, easiest dinner I've ever made in my life, and it was good, too. But what I'm saying is that we have to understand God is not going to stink and wait for us, okay? He's not going to wait for us to get ready. When he comes back, we better be ready, all right? So you want to go deeper with God, you got to be ready. you got to start making that commitment. You know, make the sacrifice. Take the time. He is jealous, God. He's a jealous God. He wants your time. He wants your devotion. He wants your passion, all right? So be aware of his presence everywhere you go. Number four, don't be afraid to look crazy. I know, and that's a point. That's an actual point on here. Um, it probably could have been better said, humble yourself. <laughs> you know? Humble yourself. But it, in my head, I, don't be afraid to look crazy. Don't be afraid to be called a fool. Don't be afraid to, be, to have a side glance. And like, what are they doing? You know what I mean? Who cares? Who cares? Uh, Candace, I don't know if she was talking about her power thought. I think it might have been the women's conference that she went to. Um, when, when you start thinking about your relationship with God, you have to start understanding that he don't care what you look like. He doesn't care. It, it actually is more of an honor to him. You start thinking about, think about David when he worshiped before the Lord. He could care less if he looked like a fool. All he knew is that he was worshiping God because he knew that blessing was coming. And he did it with all his might, with everything within him. He didn't care what his wife said, or I think it was his cousin or something. But he, he didn't care. I know I've taught about that less. I should know how, how she was related. But he didn't care. He did not care at all. And that's exactly how we have to be. We don't need to care who looks at us crazy, who looks at us, right? Who notices that you're worshiping. You know what I mean? Like, thank God for that we can worship, right? You know, Psalm, um, it, it says, you know what? I didn't write, heck, um, I didn't write the, the scripture, like, 
I guess, where it's from, the reference from. But it says, fear and intimidation is a trap that holds you back. But when you place your confidence in the Lord, you will be seated in the high place. Actually, it's down here. It's Proverbs 29, 25. Fear, I'll repeat it. Fear and intimidation is a trap that holds you back. But when you place your confidence in the Lord, you will be seated in the high place. Some of you need to remember that the next time you're worshiping, the next time you're talking to God, the next time, maybe you're talking to God in your car and you pull up and someone pulls up beside you and then you quit talking. I've done that before. I've been talking to God or I've been worshiping to God I've been, and I was getting it too. Mm, way make mirror. And I was like getting it too. And then somebody pulls up and I'm like, promise, keep. Because <laughs> I don't want them looking at me like I'm crazy. But you know what? Like, honestly, though, who cares? I don't even probably know that person. I ain't never going to see him again. All we're doing is passing by each other when we're driving. You know, roll, I should be rolling my window down. You know this song? Sing it, baby. You know, <laughs> I sh- you, it doesn't matter what you look like. You know, when you really want to go deeper with God, you have to understand that it does not matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you sound like. It doesn't matter who looks at you crazy, what people think about you, their opinions. I could care less. You know something, and that's really been a testimony to me, is a few of our leaders, a few of them that I've heard will say, will talk to God as they're walking around their house. I know that Cindy said that she she talked to God and as she's walking around her house. And I'm thinking, well, you know, your husband hears you. Is he thinking that you're talking to him or something? You know what I mean? And it's just a thought in my mind. You know, like if I'm talking out loud, Anthony might think that I'm talking to him. You know, but she don't care because that's between her and God. She That doesn't, like Bobby, I know that she's, she's she has her own story, but there was a time where, you know, she told him like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to serve God whether you do it or not. You know, I'm going without you or with or without you, you know. And we all have to have that same, that same mentality when it comes to people in our life, to people that we actually care about their opinion. Because there are people that I care about their opinion. I care about Pastor's opinion, about Cindy my, and Pastor Lori, my worship leader, people that I've known for a while. I care about their opinion. Now, I, don't, I shouldn't live my life to please them, but I do care about their opinion. And so, and my husband, when I walk past him, if I'm talking, you know, he's going to think I'm crazy, you know. But that's been a testimony to me because of people like, like Cindy and like Candace that will share that, share their testimony where, you know, where they were like, hey, you know, I was just in my, in my um, devotion time and God said, well, if so-and-so comes in, are you just going to stop? You know, and I was like, that's a good question. You know, no, I'm not going to stop. No one's ever interrupted my devotion time because I, I wake up pretty early, you know. But at the same time, like, would I stop? No. You know, I've, well, I've ran around my house, but has my husband been home? No. But he wouldn't really think anything of it because he's seen me run around the church too, you know. So we, maybe, that's a, maybe that's a point in your life where you struggle with. And you're like, God, I want to go deeper. I want to go deeper into your presence. I want to know you more. Well, guess what? Let me tell you something. It's so much easier, and this may, this may make sense to a lot of people. It may click because some people are, like, not getting it. So... It may, it, a lot of the times, it'll be a lot easier to go with the flow where the environment is. 
Can I tell you that? So when, when everybody is going out in the spirit and they run and thought, I'll be running, <laughs> you know, and people are worshiping, they're on our face, it's so much easier to go with the flow and, and do that as well, right? And to humble yourself and just to do that, right? But you know what? God wants you to go a step further and do that without everyone, like, basically encouraging you. You know, that environment encourages you to move, right? That to go further, that you know what, God is wanting to encourage you to do that without them. That you know what, it doesn't matter where you are, doesn't matter what the environment is, that you should be able, when you're in your alone time with God, you should be able to lay flat on your face. I have before. And it doesn't matter who walks in. It doesn't matter who says what. Maybe your kids come around the corner, ask them for breakfast or something. You just say, hey, you know where it's at? Uh, or maybe you say, you know what, I'm in adult conversation right now, <laughs> you know. I mean, honestly, if you're going to act like you would with any adult, you know, hey, I'm, t- I'm talking to someone right now, come back later, you know. Maybe that's how you react. And maybe that's God saying, maybe that's uh, something in your life that, that you're like, you know what, I've, have an, I've been having a problem with this area of my life. And maybe that resonated with you today, you know. Maybe this whole lesson resonated with you, and you're like, oh, like, I, I've never known God. You know, I've never known that God could be so loving and that, you know, that I could make a sacrifice to, to, to he wants my time. Like, he wants my commitment. He wants my devotion. Like, God wants something from me. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you never knew that God was a jealous God and that he loves you. Well, I'm, tell, I'm here to tell you he loves you. And he sent his son to die. He sent his son, you know, Jesus came from heaven. He did not come, he did not come from some place that was mediocre. You know, he came from heaven where he had it made. He sat on a throne and he came down here to be spat on, to be cursed on, to be hit, to be whipped, to be lied about to be betrayed by a close friend that he loved. He came down here to do all of that, to take our place so that we wouldn't have to pay that payment. I was telling the youth last night, I said, you know, I said, we, try, we tried to make the payment. We tried. Before Jesus came, we tried. There was a list of laws that we, that, that we could only perform, that we could try to live or attain to, and it was works by works. We had to do what was right, and we had to offer the, the right sacrifice. But you know something? There was no sacrifice that was, that was perfect enough. Jesus was perfect enough, and he knew it. And so he came down, and he took our place on that cross. And so I want to encourage you today, if you've never made the decision to give God your life, and you've never made the decision to make him Lord of your life, all you have to do is pray a simple prayer, and it needs to come from your heart. It, it, it can sound something like this, and maybe I'll, I'll pray with you, but then I want you to pray in your heart. I want you to, it's, if you, and you need to confess it, you need to open your mouth and speak it out because that will be very real to you. God doesn't want you to be ashamed of him, okay? So maybe it'll sound something like this. Dear God, thank you for sending your son for me. I understand that he died and he took my place on the cross so that I could live eternally with you. I could be, I don't have to work for, for my salvation. I don't have to work just to talk to you. I don't have to offer a sacrifice, but that Jesus was the perfect sacrifice for me. And so with that, I want to make you Lord of my life. 
I want everything that I have to belong to you. I want to make that commitment, and I want you to be a jealous God of my time, of my commitment, of my devotion. And maybe you pray that prayer, and you say just in Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> and maybe you pray that prayer, and I want you to pray something in your heart where you understand, like whip out the Bible, start reading in Romans 3, and then 3, 23, 6, 23, 9, 10, and maybe you need to rewind this to remember those. But I want you to read those because those are so detrimental to your salvation. Because Jesus came and died for you. You know, no one's perfect. No one has ever been perfect except for Jesus. He was the perfect sacrifice. And he did it for you because he loves you. Because God is a jealous God and he wants you. He wants you. And maybe you've backslidden. Maybe, maybe you've just said, you know what? I've done my own thing on my own time, and I didn't know that God really wanted my devotion. I didn't know he wanted my commitment. I want to go deeper with him. I want to make that commitment today. Why don't you just pray to him? You know him. He knows you. You've had that relationship before. All you have to do is say, hey, God, please forgive me for what I've done. I'm sorry. You know, when you, when you have an offense against somebody and you hurt somebody, you don't just go and act like it never happened. That's not going to be restored, right? That relationship wouldn't be restored. But when you have a relationship with somebody and you hurt them, then you go and make it right. You go and ask for forgiveness. You go and talk to them about it. And God will, he's waiting here with open arms. He loves you. He's ready to accept you. All right. So with that being said, I want to thank everybody for watching today, for paying attention. I know it was a little bit longer than I have been, but I want to thank you guys. And today is Thursday. Sorry, I had to think about my days. Today is Thursday, so we will see you guys on Sunday. And be in prayer for all those intending encounter this weekend. All right. And I want to encourage everyone else. We'll see you guys on Sunday at 9 a.m. Have a great rest of your day. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.